0: Buckle up that chin strap, it's time for college football across the South. The Southern Blitz is here with your co-hosts Jordan Wallace and Drew Adair.
1: happy halloween to the southern blitz listeners that's ah, a little creepy start you know this weekend was a little bit haunted for a few teams notably uh oklahoma obviously as they got upset by kansas we'll get into that later uh drew was the uh was the weekend spooky for anybody in particular in the waddell house i'm uh I'm, i was impressed with your uh, multimedia skills right there
0: oh. that. that scared me hey, I, mean, I started I'm looking behind I'm me i'm not there.
1: tech savvy but i'm trying i'm
0: trying i mean I looked over my shoulder there for a second, had to, had to, had to take a second. Got a little nervous. Well, you can't a little nervous. Forget,
1: tomorrow is Halloween. Yes. Um, what are you and the family dressing up as? Well, you know,
0: I, uh, I'm going to sit this one out here, uh, this year, take one for the team. Uh, but I will be in the freezing cold conditions, at uh, trick or treat. And I think we've got, uh, I don't know, a basketball player, a tiger, and then uh, something else. I, I, I don't know what. That, that's mom's job. So I'll get I'll give Brittany a lot of credit on that. She's come up with some great uh, outfits. I'm I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be in the thick of it, man. No doubt. Okay. I,
1: how about okay. your your kiddos? We are. Uh, we're all sticking together. One solid theme. Uh, Brittany will be dressing up. By the way, for those that don't know, both of our wives are named Brittany. Um, we're not sharing one. Um, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. So we'll be dressed up as Winnie the Pooh. Mm. And our oldest daughter, Collins, will be Eeyore. And then the twins will be, Caden will be Tigger. Palmer will be Piglet. And then I will be Christopher Robin. Big, big stock up for the the Wallace family. Yeah. Big stock uh, up. Big stock up. I'm a little bit, you know, so all of their costumes are like these big furry onesies. I gotta go in shorts and a polo. So I'm a little I'm a little worried about the weather, Drew. That's not gonna be very fun for me. Yeah, and I've oh. seen you in a
0: onesie before, and it's uh it's a natural thing, you know? So. I, I'm, I'm
1: telling you. I, I like warmth. You're big onesie. I, I like warmth.
0: So big onesie,
1: yeah. Big onesie, yeah. Well, we gotta get into a little bit of the spooky Drew because our pick'em this week, we had some that uh they got spooked right out of the tournament. We move into the Elite Eight. So quick breakdown. We had Sam with a nice lead last week um, over our number one seed, Roger, but he couldn't hold it. Roger with a huge second week rallies, and he will advance on that side. Uh, He will be taking on the winner of Zach from Arkansas and David from Texas Tech. That one was not quite as close. David managed to hold off Zach late, and Roger and David will go up against each other in the Elite Eight. Next one, probably the closest matchup we had, Cam and Matt from memphis both four and three both had good weeks cam was just a little bit better and so he will advance and he will take on jason from a&m who knocks off ryan from oklahoma then on the other side of the bracket after a one and six week last week for both nick and katie katie drops a five and two this week but nick goes six and one and he will advance matt from oklahoma with another victory over the longhorns as he knocks out off adam from texas Prashant from Florida takes down Ricky from Ole Miss and he will take on Brandon from Georgia who takes out Jacob from A&M. So there's your Elite Eight. Uh, good luck this week. Again, it's another two-week segment. So you're going to have two weeks worth of matchups. Next week, you'll get some tiebreaker games just in case. We actually did not have to use any of the tiebreaker games this week. I was kind of disappointed. Um, but nice work by those that are advancing. So. For the pick'em this week, your games are Kansas State versus Texas, Texas A&M versus Ole Miss, UCLA versus Arizona, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, UCF versus Cincinnati, Kansas versus Iowa State, and of course the big one: LSU versus Bama. So good luck! Hope everyone does well, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of that one. All right, Drew. Let's talk. Let's talk nationally. Big games. I, I guess we got to start with really the only ranked matchup, I think, this week. Oregon, Utah, and the Ducks just rolled over the Utes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oregon picking up steam here. You know, they're they're really – where they are positioned is kind of interesting, Jordan, here down the stretch. They they really are kind of in a good spot, honestly, kind of sitting tight there uh, in that kind of eight spot. So, anyway, a lot could happen as we go. Actually, they're not eight this week. They, they've moved up, but – yeah. Anyway, Bo Nix played really well. Um, surprised to see this, for sure, with how strong Utah has played. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, th- this rejuvenated, reborn Bo Nix is, uh, is exciting to see, man. I, I really am glad to see him have the success. But from a team perspective, Jordan is getting it done from just about every single
1: angle. Hey, the, the Pac-12, man, strongest conference in, in the land, maybe, Jordan. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's funny. I was at a at a wedding this weekend and I was talking to a couple guys, one of which went to Auburn and another guy's kind of razzing him. He's like, man, I bet you wish you still had Bo Nix. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm sure they're plenty happy with Peyton Thorne running that offense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah it's a, uh, yeah. Bo Nix has had a great year for sure. Um, we'll, we'll talk Oregon a little bit more in a minute. Uh, Washington, obviously they struggled with Stanford. Uh, that that game was really tight right up until the end because it was a two point game and then Washington scored a touchdown with a minute and a half left to to win by nine. But yeah, they got they got everything they they wanted and more from the Cardinal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, this game just kind of uh, it, it was weird.
0: It was weird to see them struggling. Really, this is two weeks in a row for Washington to struggle with an inferior opponent. So I don't know if we got a little bit of a sleepwalking action going on with Washington at this point. Uh, playing down to their competition, we see it all the time. But right now, I would not pinpoint Washington as a, uh, you know, just kind of on that upward stretch of man. You're looking at them saying, "Hey, playoff contender, no doubt." I mean, they, they just had some yeah.
1: some weak moments, multiple well, weeks in a row, multiple. And weeks if in you a row. when you do that, eventually a lower opponent's going to steal one from you. That's right. Um, that's right. That's Colorado they they, they had some stealing going on this weekend, too, didn't they, Drew? No, oh,
0: they, they did. They did. I mean, you know, we all know Los Angeles is a really homey,
1: safe place to go. You know, people
0: go there all the time, love to go there on vacation, things like that. Uh, but in Pasadena, you know, uh, Prime's uh, Prime's pride and his team is not the only thing getting taken down right now. Uh, Colorado apparently had a lot of players that had thousands of dollars of jewelry stolen from uh, their locker room there. Not the first time this has happened in Pasadena uh, at the uh, at the Rose Bowl there, apparently. Shocker. Um, but uh, not happy. Says the players were absolutely confused and upset after the game. Hey, you know what, Jordan? That's funny because I was confused and upset watching them play UCLA. So, I, I felt, I felt <laughs> the same way. I felt the same way.
1: So, yeah. Well, like,
0: cra- crazy story. Weird that's story.
1: A, that's a rough night. You lose a game and then you go back and realize your stuff's been stolen. But, you know, and again, why are you taking thousands of dollars worth of jewelry on the road to a college my football game? Thought, my exact thought. I'm like,
0: you know, you guys, you know, you're this big parade that comes into town. I mean, you've got a daggum
1: target on your back, Right. The size of Texas. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, come on, come on. I feel the same. And, and you don't see it. I don't know if it's even allowed in college, but you see the same in the NFL. When I see those players with like the really expensive diamond necklaces that get ripped out sure. on the field. Sure. Good. Good. That was stupid to do. I don't I don't feel bad for you one bit. No, no, I don't either. I don't either. But well, regardless, Colorado UCLA are not going to be talked about in our next segment. So it's getting to be about that time, Drew. We're almost two thirds of the way through the season. For some teams, we are. It's time to talk playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. playoffs. I know that's that's the first thing that popped in my head as well. (laughs) We're Uh, talking about playoffs. All right. I'll, uh, I'll kick us off. Um, I'll give you my four right now, which the, the last two are, are interchangeable at the moment. I'll explain why. So I've got it as Georgia, Michigan, because I think they'll take care of uh, Ohio State, Florida State. And then my last two are, are kind of interesting. So I've got it either Oregon or Texas. Um, I think and it's funny because those two are in the exact same position, you know, the team that's in front of them, you got Oregon lost to Washington and, and Texas lost to Oklahoma. I think both of those are better than the other. I think Texas is better than Oklahoma. I think Oregon's better than Washington. I think they just caught, got caught. And, I mean, you know, not no disrespect to either Washington or Oklahoma. Those are both very good teams. I just think Oregon and Texas are both better. And I think given a, a second opportunity, I, I don't think they're going to let a, a revenge game get past them. So I think those two – have everything in front of them to advance even now again i say all that the one cause for concern drew is texas has their backup quarterback right now so we'll see if malik murphy can survive the next few weeks and and they've got a tough test this week obviously but those are my four to five teams uh i don't i i think washington gets knocked off somewhere in there um but anyway who do you have i uh definitely Georgia. feeling good
0: about you know, for me, honestly, honestly, Michigan and Ohio State are a little bit interchangeable. Um, both those teams kind of have interesting finishes coming up. Not easy. Florida State for sure. I don't know if you've looked at Florida State's schedule, but it's cake throughout the uh, throughout the rest of the way. But Washington has got a really tough uh, schedule coming up. I mean, I'll read it. I mean, USC with that, that looked a lot harder three weeks ago, but right. Um, Utah, Oregon State. And they finish off with Washington State. I think they drop one of those. I'm with you, with the way they've been playing. So then, of course, that opens the door. In my opinion, I, I don't think Texas is going to make it there for the backup quarterback. Just my opinion. Um, so I think you're vying between Oregon, and then you got to ask the question. You know, the Michigan Ohio State game. Um, I, I guess how does that shake out? You know, do they do they both end up with one loss? I, I do Do they meet? I, I, I don't know. Do they meet again? What what, what happens? Surely. Well.
1: Yeah, they, they won't, won't meet again. Meet again they won't they meet are again. Different
0: Divisions. Yeah, I'm under the impression, honestly, that you you could have potentially both of them in that that top four. Wouldn't be surprised to see it. it. Could happen. You know, I know there's people smarter than me with numbers and all that, but I could see it being between Michigan, Ohio State, or Oregon falling on yeah. that. But I really think that's what it comes down to. Don't see Alabama with the. Uh, I think Alabama's going to drop maybe another game before it's said and done. So it's pretty clear, getting pretty clear right now, Jordan. Oh
1: yeah. Well, and it's – yeah, like you said, I mean, it's really clarifying at the moment because you're seeing a lot of those one-loss teams get knocked off as well to really take them out of the picture. Like, Oregon State got knocked off by uh, Arizona this weekend. Um, Ole Miss has to play Georgia here in a couple weeks. And, you know, you're going to start seeing some of these right on the edge contenders get completely eliminated, essentially, and we'll have a real clear picture in the next, I'd say, two weeks for sure. 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 So Yep, I agree. um, Anyway – Let's uh, let's move on. We'll move into this past week's games. And, and we'll, we'll start with our, our top playoff team. I mean, Georgia, I mean, they handled their business. They're, they are really starting to come on and look more like Georgia, which is frightening for everybody else, unfortunately. Because um, we watch them just slow start every week against very, very bad opponents. Not that they've really played anybody overly impressive. But these last couple of weeks, I mean, Kentucky and Florida were not really competitive in these games. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's, it's uh, they're coming to their own. I think the most impressive thing is they're
0: they're figuring out, um, you know, like we said last week, they're sharpening, they're figuring out new ways to win, um, that kind of stuff. I think they're only getting stronger here down the stretch. But let's talk about who do you want to talk about first? Which team first? Jordan, jump in. Let's let's
1: talk Kentucky.
0: Let's talk Kentucky. Okay, good deal. Kentucky. Yeah, just, you know, here's my question on Kentucky, and I'll, I'll jump into this and I'll pose a question to you. to Let you jump jump in. Kentucky, it, it has Mark Stoops plateaued and reached his full potential, um, or do you think this is just a uh, another kind of season
1: of Kentucky football? What do you think? I, I I think Mark Stoops has hit the ceiling. That is Kentucky football. I mean, you're talking about a program that's in the SEC, but is not really a big time program. I mean, you know, I, I say that they could go be the number four team in the big 10, something like that too. But I, I mean, they kind of are what they are similar to maybe South Carolina. Um, they just don't have really high end potential. And, you know, we, we both got a little excited that they were going to be really good this year. Um, thought their defense could do well. And Devin Leary was going to be a star and they'd Ray Davis, but man, they just, I don't know. You look up, now they're five and three, Drew, and two and three in the SEC. So, I, I think it, Kentucky is what Kentucky is. And we're going to see another solid year. I mean, Mark Stoops is a good coach. You just – you know, you're war, You're basically fighting against a stacked deck. They're just – everybody has better athletes than you if you're Kentucky. Yeah, I think the, the, the scariest part for me is when I'm looking
0: at schedule. Before the season, you know, when I was putting him at two – yeah, in the East, you know, I'm sitting there thinking Missouri win, Tennessee win. Those are teams you go into it saying we're better than those teams, we should beat those teams, and then you don't. And I know Missouri's yeah. way better than advertised, but those are the teams kind of in your grid right there with you.
1: Well, that's that's and if you don't want to be, if you want to have a season, that's where you had to do it. You Correct. Had to, and you just lost both of them. Those yeah. those two, you know, I guess borderline games like are we going to be something this year? And you lost both of them. Right, right,
0: yeah. Like, it, you can excuse it a Georgia
1: loss, but these two, like, I mean, at least split them.
0: Yeah, if I'm a Kentucky fan, and I'm putting my Kentucky glasses on right now, I'm I'm upset. I mean, for, for really the second year in a row, because it feels like last year now. I mean, their O-line's not good. You know, skill players made some plays. Devin Leary played maybe arguably better, but overall. Yeah, he threw
1: for 372 in this yeah. one. I he mean, did. He, he finally he came did a lot more than normal.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. He did, and we need to give him credit there because we've we've really gotten after him on this pod for sure. But uh, you know, my problem with this game was that Stoops played more not to lose rather than put the foot down and, and move. He played. He
1: tried to play keep away, and it just it didn't it didn't shake out. Yeah, you know, really is, is what happened. No, nope. and and you know, give credit to Tennessee in that pass rush. I mean, they're. There, Tennessee's a very solid team, and I, you know, we, or at least I, expected them to really take. I think you did too to take a step back this year, and they have to some degree. I mean, they're not the same team they were last year, but at the same time, this is, you know, this is supposed to be a down year, and Tennessee's going to probably go nine and three, ten and two. I mean, sure. they're they're in good shape, so yeah, I, I think yeah. that's if you want if you want to talk about if your head coach is going to be good, your down year is looking like this is is a very good sign. Yeah, and so. Joe Milton, I thought he was better.
0: Uh, he, he played well. I still don't think he had that, like I said, with Kentucky, that foot on the throat, let's kill him mentality. He missed some throws. But he he was sharper uh, and good enough. And, you know, they've got guys that are starting to emerge, like Dante Thornton, the Oregon transfer. He had a really nice game. Uh, Samson at running back. They, they just had some guys step up. So And that defense has really probably been the story of the year, being better than expected um, it, it's made him good. And I'm with you, man. I mean, this game this game came down to coaching.
1: And yeah. Josh Heupel was a better coach on Saturday For night. For sure. For sure. All right. Speaking of better coaching, let's go ahead and get into the big upset. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, 38-33, the Kansas Jayhawks knockoff number six, Oklahoma. What a win. <laughs> well, that's not very nice. Sorry, Jordan. Got a, little, got a little that haunted <laughs> in there. Uh, that, that,
0: that's how I felt about that game. It scared me. It scared
1: yeah, me, you know? that scared, it scared me too. Um, <laughs> well, Lance Leipold, man, all the credit in the world to him. Because, again, we've seen it. I mean, it's Kansas. So we've seen it over the last three years that he's just getting better, getting better. But he really needed that marquee win. I mean, you could kind of point to the Texas game two years ago in his first season. But, I mean, Texas wasn't very good. You know, it's, it's still Texas, so it's a big program. But this is their really first marquee win, a top 10 opponent. And, again, it's a team in Oklahoma that they lost 18 in a row to. Um, yeah. But this game had every recipe of, a, of an upset. You know, it was 38 degrees at kickoff. It was cold. It was raining. It was 20-plus mile-an-hour wind gusts. Um, just ugly, ugly game. And then midway through the second quarter, they had to go into an hour-long lightning delay. Yeah. So just everything you could possibly need. And then Oklahoma loses probably half their starting lineup um, either before the game from last week or during this game. I mean, they were down two safeties. their their number one corner, both linebackers, three of their starting offensive linemen, their first and second string running backs, their starting tight end. It was, you know, every, everything you need to get a, get an upset, but Kansas, man, you just got to give them credit. One, one really particular thing I'll highlight from this game, Drew, is at one point they're kicking off. And, again, when you were going into that 20-mile-an-hour-plus wind, they were not getting it to the end zone when they were kicking off, obviously. So they decided to do a little pooch kick because they noticed Oklahoma on their return get team had a defensive end playing one of those positions. They pooched it to him. And you know what? In 38 degrees with cold rain and swirling wind – Yep, he muffed that kick and Kansas recovered it, and yep. and turned it into seven points. So, yep. And, and again, that's a that's a just a brilliant coaching thing. It's something they saw on film was, hey, they have got a defensive end there. Wonder if we could poach it to him in bad weather because that's I mean it was tough weather for the receivers to catch. Sure. Um, you put a defensive end trying to catch a ball in that. It's uh, yeah, I'd say you're better than a coin flip to have a fumble. So yeah, and I, some people were getting after uh, Leopold after the game. Because he said
0: he made a comment that, hey, we just want to be in the game in the fourth quarter, and they're saying that we we need a coach with a more of a killer mentality than that. But hey, listen, you're you're playing a a top tier program. I mean, that's the name of the game for a Kansas team. You you just want to be there yeah. in the fourth because you've always got a chance if you're there again. In the rec-
1: recognize who you are.
0: Absolutely, you know I, so, I totally agree. But I you know weird game game of turnovers. Um, but you know Kansas well, just milked this one out. For sure. Yeah.
1: And, and and going back, you said something about one of the other games I came or which game you were talking about, um, but talking about playing not to lose. So late in the game, Oklahoma's defense got back to back stops and particularly the last one. They got an interception with two minutes left and we're on the Kansas 40. Kansas still had all three timeouts, though. And, and, and this I don't know about you, Drew. This frustrates the living tar out of me. Oklahoma just played right into their hands they ran the ball right up into the middle of the line twice in a row, lost yardage um, towards third and long and Kansas used both their timeouts. And then Oklahoma just ran the ball up the middle again on third and third and long and picked up about half of it. But again, they still had to punt. And so, you know, Kansas used all their timeouts. So they had over two minutes to go the length of the field. And again, clock stops on first downs inside of two minutes. So, they had all the time in the world. And not only that, Drew, they were only down by one point. So all they had to do was get in the field goal range anyway. Right. Um, right. Now they end up – Oklahoma ended up letting Kansas score a touchdown so that they could get the ball back with a little under a minute left. But, yeah, just – I don't know. I, 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 I hate that playing not to lose mentality. Yeah. yeah. Throw the ball one second down. Do something – even if it's a swing pass, do something other than just running into the line. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost an epidemic
0: at this point. I mean, so many coaches I feel like are scared just, are to lose like that. Scared to yeah. lose, you know. And they're I guess that's probably what makes the great coaches truly great is when they put the, the foot down and they go. And so, you know, I don't know. If you're OU, um I don't Well again, you know, look
1: at it risk reward, Drew. I mean, even if you throw an incompletion, it's not like I mean, yeah, you save Kansas a timeout, but there was over, you know, it was almost two and a half minutes left, even with them having to use all their timeouts so it's not like you were going to be able to milk that whole clock anyway right what does a timeout mean they've got plenty of time regardless so it just i don't know i that that kind of stuff irks me i i think you know oklahoma's gonna sit down and look at it because they've got a big test this game or uh this week but we'll see um you know on the other i'm glad you're 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 okay though i'm glad you're okay i I appreciate your concern for my for my yeah. mental health, I was sending out a yeah. uh, sending out a search crew for you, but glad to glad to see you're back right. You're on the pod. You're okay. Well, you're okay. like I told you, I thought Oklahoma was gonna drop one down the stretch. Um, so this uh, honestly not a big surprise to me. I think this sure. was a this was a big recipe for for a loss. And you know, I don't think Oklahoma's. I say that I, I don't think Oklahoma's necessarily a playoff team this year. But again, I, I look at it, and I'm like, well, I mean, who is? I mean. Right. It's just one right. of those years that every every top contender really has some warts. There's not those 2019 LSU or, or Georgia from the last two years. Um, sure. Yeah. So you, you never know what will happen in the playoff. I think it'll be an exciting year for the playoff this year, for sure, because there's no no team that just leaps and bounds better than anybody. But one of our other contenders, Drew, that was playing with their backup, Texas, no problem with BYU, which. Again, it was one of my big three bets. I thought I thought BYU could keep it within seventeen points. They uh, they could not. Thirty five to six, the Longhorns roll. Um, I don't know that Malik Murphy necessarily was great, but he was good enough. Yeah, this one this one shocked me. We talked about this one
0: on the pod last week about how how tough the choice it was with with uh, Murphy in there. But Murphy played well. I mean, didn't do anything to cost him the game. Um, you know, I wouldn't say the skill position players did exactly what we we talked about them needing to do, but they did plenty, and uh, the defense did plenty. Keaton Slovis yeah. also did plenty to uh, allow them to win with a couple of picks. But uh, yeah, who got... who
1: was better for Texas in this game, Drew uh, Malik Murphy or Keaton Slovis?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I would I would say Slovis honestly, which you don't yeah. give the guy a pass because BYU has uh, has out out kind of done their expectations for sure um so but I mean you know this was a weird loss and honestly expected BYU to compete quite a bit more but you know we'll see if Malik Murphy can pick up some steam he's going to need to play much better than he did
1: down the stretch if they're not going to drop another game right well because their opponent next week just rolled this week I mean Kansas State 41 nothing over Houston they beat mm-hmm. TCU last week 41 to 3 so yeah I mean they are and, and before that they won by 17 against Tech they are just rolling right now k-state you know they had a few they had a few ugly moments early but man they are they are figuring it out that is a yeah. that is a very scary team to play this week for uh you know semi-halloween week but yeah it, it's uh yeah k-state's
0: picking up steam. i think k-state's finally becoming that team we thought they would be uh pre-season, and mm-hmm. uh you got to be you got to be excited if you're a K State fan because man, there, you know, you want to see your team heat up at the right time, the end of the year, get better, and man, they are—they're uh, doing that. And I'm not—I'm not saying that they beat a team that was just crazy good or anything like that. However, they just, beat the they Tar did, Exactly. They—they they did what they were supposed to do. And how many teams are not doing that
1: on a well, weekly we, basis? The week before, we saw this same Houston team take Texas to the wire. So. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean. That's that's the thing right now, Drew. Is we've got some interesting matchups this week that we'll get into um, between Bedlam and Texas K State. That's going to decide the Big Twelve. Um, but then again, you've got a uh, five and three team in Iowa State. That's four and one in the Big Twelve as well. They knock off Baylor this weekend, pretty pretty handily. Um, man, the Cyclones just keep getting better. And you know when we started to doubt Matt Campbell, that that guy just turns it on. Yeah. Great
0: coaching. I mean, just great coaching. We both picked this one last week. I mean, it's just easy to see where Iowa State is headed. It's easy to see where Baylor's headed. I think Dave is in real trouble at this point, Jordan, uh, for his future. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, hey, give all the credit to to, uh, to Matt Campbell because he's done a heck of a job with really some really crappy cards that he was dealt. Um, yeah, but great, great job. Rocktober uh, is finishing out with a bang here, my friend. Finishing yeah, out it's, with a bang.
1: Yeah, I it, it's it's interesting. I mean, we we left not just Iowa State, but Oklahoma State as well. We left them both for dead and we did. You know, it's Halloween, baby. They are rising from the dead. Both of them are four <laughs> and one in the Big Twelve. Um yeah, just very interesting. And it, what's funny is I think really, really more sound effects, Drew. God, <laughs> hey, you said rising from the dead. I, I mean, we're right, gonna go somewhere. Right, I get it, I get it. Um no, I mean what's funny is I think you really started to see glimpses of Iowa state against Oklahoma um, in a game that they lost 50 to 20. But I think we saw that Rocco Beck was really starting to play well and sling the rock around. Um, and sure enough, right after that big loss, they got it on track and they've been great since. Cause that was our first, that was our first conference game. Um, and since then they've been four and oh. And great
0: so defense. We'll, great we'll defense. See. That's what for they're sure. known for. You know, great defense and they're, they're keeping that mo up, which is really ironic because hey, what's Dave Aranda known for? Great defense. Yeah, and uh, only one of them's playing great defense on that field, or one only one of them did play great defense on that field, uh, Saturday.
1: Well, speaking of great defense, what about Auburn? They, yeah. uh I mean, up twenty-four to three at half on Mississippi State. I mean, they they had them out of this game, and they didn't do a ton in the second half, but still a two-touchdown victory. Auburn, Auburn's quietly you know, putting together a, a decent season. I know they're one, I know that's their first sec win, but they're four and four. And uh, this, this might, this might hurt a little drew, but they still have Arkansas on the schedule. Uh, ouch, ouch. I know, Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I know. They, uh <laughs> they've got four games to win too and, and get bowl eligible. I think that's gotta be your goal at this point is just get to a bowl game and build towards next year. And then, I uh, you know, I would be very surprised if Hugh Freeze doesn't go get himself a, a top notch quarterback in the portal.
0: Yeah, but speaking about that, Jordan, I mean, I know Peyton Thornton had a good yeah, game. He had a
1: great game. I mean, let's, let's but, give him, you know, this is the apology tour. He this did, week, yeah. you know, he, he did have a great game, but at the same time, so has every other quarterback besides AJ Jefferson <laughs> against Mississippi <laughs> I, State. I knew that was coming. I knew I that mean, was Western coming. I mean, Western Michigan's quarterback lit up oh, Mississippi State. So no,
0: it, it was just good. It was good to see. It was good to see. And I'll say this, you know, this is kind of the Hugh Freeze team that I think that we thought. We would see, and, uh, you know, the running game got going. Jarquez Hunter finally got going. It was good. Um, Mississippi State is is on that side of the ball. I mean, that team is really – I think we're starting to see how little actual talent they have, which I don't know if that speaks volumes about how good Mike Leach was, like, at at developing talent. But they've got a whole lot of nobody over there. And our whole vote on, you know, Zach – Lord, I say Zach Arnett. That's, did I say it again? Did I get his name wrong again? It, it is it is I Zach got Zach. Arnett. What did I say last week? What did I say last week? Uh, what did I, uh, uh, I say? Josh. Right? Josh Arnett, yeah. Josh Arnett. Zach Arnett, uh he, he you know, our vote for him to uh to be gone, you know, thinking he'll be
1: gone is, is really
0: probably gonna hold up.
1: But that, that that roster has very, very little talent across yeah. the board. Well, I mean that's the thing, and I, that's funny you mentioned. I was actually arguing with somebody earlier over the how good Mike Leach was. He was not a believer. He's like, "Oh, I think he's overrated." And I, I was like, "I completely disagree." He did. He went places that weren't winning. I mean, what he did at Texas Tech, and then replicated at Washington State, and then did it again at Mississippi State. I mean, he was taking teams that were, you know, two and ten type teams, and turning into annual eight and four, nine and three, winning with less talent and. and Tough leagues, so yeah, yeah. I mean, R.I.P. Mike Leach. I, I I love the man, but yeah. Regardless, um, speaking of of coaches uh, like Arnett that are on the hot seat, maybe is Jimbo Fisher. Uh, I think this is one Jimbo probably had to have. I yeah. mean, it wasn't quite as pretty as we thought it might be. Um, I think that line jumped up to like eighteen or nineteen, and they did not cover that. They they end up winning thirty to seventeen over South Carolina. Shane Beamer, on the other hand, I mean, after last year being his first year and everything, well, something like that. Uh, Shane Beamer's not on the hot seat. Don't don't get me wrong. Now next year he very well might be, but it's been ugly for South Carolina. They need to they need to rally down the stretch, similar to like Arkansas and, uh, and then Auburn and Mississippi State. But A gets a win. They move to five and three. Um, They've got a couple tough tests down the stretch, but I think if you're A&M, you, gotta, you need to get to eight and four. You need to steal one either against Ole Miss or LSU, um, and I think eight and four would be a respectable season. Yeah, I, you know,
0: uh, I'm scared to say this because it may not come true, but A&M's O-line is maybe getting better. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Do we ever think that Aniah Smith, his first touchdown receiving, would come – in week eight, did we ever think that? Isn't that crazy? I did not
1: even know that was the case. I, I mean, I, I watched the touchdown.
0: Yep. I didn't realize that was his first receiving touchdown. Well, of the Well, he re- he returned a punt. You know, you remember yep. that against I, Arkansas. I remember that. But he is not his first receiving touchdown in my recollection. Is uh, was this this past week? So I mean, you know, it's just no. You you are correct. I just uh, I yeah, just pulled it, just, it up. That was his first touchdown of the year. Mind blowing to think of. Um, but man, if you pull up that box score, if you look at the tackles for loss and sacks, man, it is riddled with uh, how badly Spencer Rattler was on the run all week. And you know, Spencer Rattler started off six for eight.
1: He really yeah. looked good. Um, you're like, Oh, here it comes. You know, this well, is I mean, you think, death nail. You, you know you think A and O line bad is bad. Go go check out South oh, Carolina's. Man, I mean, they're they have so been bad. awful all year.
0: And that's um, that's you know, no running
1: really- game. No, yeah. no, Spencer. I mean, Spencer Rattler's been running for his life every every week. They're, yeah, they are awful up front. Um, you know what they did do well though, Drew? They finally got their five star Nicholas Harbor involved. Yeah. So he had yeah. six catches for fifty nine yards, and I, you know that's not a huge day by any means, but he's their leading receiver. And I think I think South Carolina fans just need something. They need something to be like, oh man, Harbor's going to be really good for us next year. Yeah. give them some hope give them some young players flashing cuz this season is over for south carolina
0: yeah i don't like it man i they're they're burning fumes at this at this point i mean it's yeah i never expected them to be this bad this late in the season they just need the season to be over and i just think i think beamer's done some damage to his own reputation i think that he's hurt his players as well and uh man i just think this is probably worst case scenario ending if you're a uh A Gamecocks fan. And so anyway, I, I don't know. I don't like where they're headed. I think Beamer's going to squarely be on the hot, hot seat next year, but good win for Jimbo. We're not going to go out and say, you know, emphatic win or anything like that. They should have won, but they've got a tough game
1: next week. So let's see. uh, Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Well, easy game this week for Ole Miss, uh, 33 to seven over Vanderbilt. However, they did stay within that 30 point spread. So cash that bet for, uh, for Jordan, the one of the big three bets this week, obviously, and again, Drew, just finally starting to get on track. Back to back weeks of going two and one, um, starting to starting to win a little money. So we're we're still behind on the year, but we're we're getting there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Should have never doubted you. Should have never doubted you. Exactly. Didn't? You just you I mean, just that, needed to wait.
0: That's right. I, you know, uh, this game was was ugly second half. I, I think. Lane Kiffin's probably like, man, I wish I wouldn't have had a second half like that. But in my opinion, much lesser opponent, sleepwalking a little bit, Um, they could have, they should have beat them sixty to seven, probably. But uh, yeah, anyway, Vanderbilt's a train wreck. That quarterback
1: situation. I mean, you just, you know, get get through it if you're if you're Ole Miss. You know, you still won by twenty six. So and Judkins is finally really starting to get get cruising on the year. Um, Sure, sure. I mean, they've got a they've got a massive game this weekend, so I think you just had to. Just get past them. Um, um, Agreed. And they did so comfortably. So, yep. you know, another team who's been cruising lately, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. They just – they handled Cincinnati 45-13. All of a sudden, Drew – and, again, another team similar to Iowa State. We left them for dead. They had, they looked awful. I mean, they lost to South Alabama. And then they come back. They make some changes in the bye week. They, they really get their O-line solidified. They got Ollie Gordon going. I mean, goodness, he ran for another 271 yards in this one, Drew. I mean, he's going for over 200 every game right now. This yeah. guy is, uh, <clears throat> this guy is a stud. So yeah. we should have never doubted. A, no, no, clearly. Um, But yeah, Oklahoma state is going to be, is going to be a force and they've got a big one this weekend, obviously. Yeah. And, I think, you know, and I
0: think going back to coaching, I think at this time of year, we're reminded the great coaching really wins out. And, you know, I mean, Gundy is a, he's, he is a great coach. He's proven that. And, uh, he's, he's built for the stretch run like this, a lot of overreaction going on in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's funny how none of that came true. Um, and so he's, he's sitting pretty at six and two. So good for him. Um, heck of a team. I, I tell you this, you know, and I know the Sooners are feeling that this coming week, this is a team you don't want
1: to play right now. For sure. No, they, they are rolling. And, uh, you know, a team you might want to play right now is is UCF. And uh, this one, West Virginia beats them 41-28, but this was a really tight game back and forth. I mean, it was one team scored a touchdown. The other scored a touchdown. The other one scored a touchdown. I Just back and forth all games. Great game. Um, but, again, another week where the new four and the Big 12 go 0-4. Um, and West Virginia, you know, they're still just scrapping along. They're 5-3. and three. I – you know, uh, it's it's it, it's definitely interesting, Drew, because we both were pretty low on West Virginia before the season. But now, I, I think if you told us before the season they would be five and three at this point, I'd be surprised. So, yeah, it's,
0: I don't know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a closet Mountaineer fan. So, um, you know,
1: I, I was good, glad to see the win. And, you know, well, daddy, so a, now that you're telling us, you'd say you're coming out of the closet. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm coming out of the closet for a, uh, you know, uh, I'm just, no, that's fine. That's all I need to hear. I'm just going to yeah, clip yeah. that part. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're not that good. You know, you, you, you can't. That's true. I'm, not, I'm so. not
1: tech savvy enough to do uh, it. No, you're you safe. Know, you're safe. It,
0: it's, uh, I think West Virginia will get bowl eligible, which in my opinion uh, is a gigantic feat for the Mountaineers coming into the season. Yep. UCF, I'm just scratching my
1: head. Their they're, their roster they're, is better than this. So Well, it doesn't you, make you sense. look at it. Yeah, you look at it. Their star quarterback's back. But he's just—I don't know if he's rusty or what—but too many ups and downs. I mean, he threw for 274 in this game and three touchdowns, which yeah. is great, except for the uh, three interceptions he also threw. So yeah. Yeah. Um, he did, he also ran for another 45 and a touchdown there. So he had some great moments. He just just can't turn the ball over that much. Yep. So yep. I don't I don't know. I, I, it makes it makes them a very tough team to predict as well. So right. very. Anyway, no, that was our uh, that was our last from uh, last one from this past week. So we will move on to next week. What do you think you want to start with a small game. Or you want to start with one of the big ones. Give me, give me, uh, give me the big game. Give me the big okay. game. Okay. You want Bama LSU? That's uh, yeah. that's where we'll start. Uh, you know, I think this will be an interesting game to watch. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, Bama defense is not where it usually is. LSU's defense is really bad. I'm going to go – man, I think this one's going to be tight, but I'm going to go Alabama
0: 37-34. Yeah, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not picking Bama to lose right now, um, especially where I pick them preseason. I think, they're, I think they're picking up steam at home. I like it. Uh, you know, we've seen LSU secondary get torched. I think Jalen Milrow is is good enough to do that as well. So yeah, give me Alabama, but like you said, in a tight game, not as yeah. not quite as high scoring as you had. Give me uh, give me
1: twenty eight to uh, twenty one. Okay. Well, and again, it's a little bit of revenge factor because LSU did beat them last year with the sure. two point conversion at the end. Outside of that, though, Drew, the other the the eleven meetings before that, LSU went one and ten against Alabama, and the only one they won was the freaky twenty nineteen Joe Burrow year. So. Yeah. Alabama blame. has has owned LSU, and, and in Tuscaloosa, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Tide and a and a third loss for the Tigers. So, um, I guess we'll switch over. Let's uh, let's talk a little rivalry time. It's you know not rivalry week for the SEC, but it is for the teams in Oklahoma. So OU, OSU, final. Well, I say final for for the foreseeable future. This is the final. Bedlam game This is one that the Sooners have absolutely Owned they are 91 and 19 and 7 all time against Oklahoma State Uh, That does not Bode well for the Cowboys Obviously we're kind of seeing Opposite ends right now because Oklahoma has been trending Down the last few or I I should say The last two weeks Um, Meanwhile Oklahoma State has been trending Well up for the last few weeks That being said You know this one's tough Drew I really like the way Oklahoma matches up in this game against Oklahoma State just because Oklahoma State doesn't have a quarterback that's going to be a running threat. And the Sooners have been great against the run all year. They can stop Ollie Gordon and make Alan Bowman beat him. Now, my, my problem with picking Oklahoma too heavily is they are, like we talked about from this game, they are super banged up. Their number one player, Danny Stutzman, their star linebacker, uh, I I would expect him to be out. I don't know what the injury update is on him yet, but I think he's probably going to be out. They, they may still be without their star corner. Uh, they've got so many injuries, especially on the offensive line as well. I, it's going to come down to who can play and who can't. But taking those injuries out of it, I think I think Oklahoma should win handily. I think this comes down to if OU does not lose
0: that Kansas game, I think they lose this game, and uh, because it's a great setup away. You know, for Oklahoma State, it's at Boone Picking Stadium. Uh, Oklahoma State's trending. This is a sexy pick on the outside to pick the Cowboys. But uh, Oklahoma's they, – they've, they've been woken up, you know. I mean, this is not a surprise game for them. They're going to come in eyes wide open. Hey, clear hearts uh, – what with the clear eyes, full hearts – Clear lose. eyes, full hearts can't lose. That's right. So, I mean – in my opinion, I think the best thing that could have happened for them is to lose last weekend to be ready for this game. They're going to win. It'll be close, but I think the Sooners
1: will win. Even despite injuries, I think they're going to win. Okay. Well, and again, the winner of this game will go to 5-1 and one in the Big 12 and really be in the – I don't know about driver's seat, but, you know, in one of the two driver's seats um, to go to the conference title game. The other big matchup, obviously, is going to be that Texas-K State game. Uh, again, we talked about it, no Quinn Ewers, we're going to have Malik Murphy again, he was good enough on Saturday, but K-State's a different animal, and, and Drew, I know this is going to sound dumb because I already put Texas up there as a playoff contender, but I'm going to go with the upset, I'm going to take the Purple Cats, uh, I, I know Texas has won six in a row in this in this game, but I like K-State in this matchup, I think they are really rolling right now, and I think they expose some things for Malik Murphy. Yeah, I'm not picking against K State right now. Give me K State. I know it's a way. Tough game,
0: but uh, you know, if Quinn was playing, if Ewers was playing, it'd be a really tough tough pick. Man, how how can you pick against uh those Wildcats right now, man? Yeah. I mean they're on fire, E-maw. they're playing well.
1: Ema, baby, all the way. So give me K State. Give me K State. All right. Well, like I said, all four of those teams that we just talked about are four and one in the Big Twelve. But there is one other team that's four and one in the Big Twelve, Drew. And they've got a big game this weekend as well, Iowa State versus Kansas. Uh, sneaky, we'll call it a sneaky good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, regardless, the winner of this game is going to be ranked. Obviously, Kansas already is, uh, but man, Iowa State's really been trending nicely. Um, this could be, this could be a huge matchup because again, if if Iowa State wins this game, Drew, they'll be five and one in the Big Twelve as well, and they're going to be right there in the in the head head seat for the. Big 12 championship, and I like them, and I think they do it. I think Kansas is going to be a little bit hung over from their huge upset. In fact, I like it so much that I'm going to take Iowa State minus two and a half as one of my big three bets. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. i tell you what, just because you picked that, I'm going Kansas Ooh. on this one, and, uh, you know, I, it's hard to pick uh, against Iowa State, but, hey, Rocktober will officially – be over it'll be november 4th so that is the stint will be over at that point and i'm uh, taking the jayhawks to continue to pick up steam we're going to be talking about them next week As wow look at this team they're seven and two and they took down the cyclones so give me kansas to continue to roll uh bean has a nice game Devin neal has a nice game let's uh let's go jayhawks
1: okay fair enough i, I respect you, i being- okay with being I got to go
0: against you. I got to go. I mean, we can't just, uh, we agree way too much.
1: So the fans would agree that we agree too much. Okay. Well, we'll, let's see if we agree on this one. Ole Miss, Texas A&M in Oxford, you know, basically drew just, just don't agree with me because when it comes to A&M games, for whatever reason, if I pick them, they lose If I pick against them, they win. I can't, I can't pick them this time. This line has been dropping though. Uh, it's down to three. Uh, Ole Miss is favored, but it's down to three. Despite my, my struggles with picking against AM, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take the Rebels in this one at home. You know, I just, every week, I keep going into
0: it thinking Ole Miss is going to, they're going to slip up. One of these weeks, it's coming. It's coming. They're going to slip up. They're not going to be in the picture at the very end. And is you know it? what? I'm picking this to be the week. I think they slip up, 11 o'clock game. Hey, if you've ever been to the Grove, they, they don't like 11 o'clock games. They don't have time to get going. This place will be quiet as a library at 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday, so no home no home field advantage. That's kind of a shame. But uh, A&M, I just Max Johnson is a warrior. This, this defense is so good. I think they can stop Jackson Dart. And, uh, you know, maybe they pick a little steam up from last week. It's going to be a really tight game. Uh, but man, give me a And M to pick up a big okay. win uh, to finish out the season. I just I, Ole Miss to me is not a true uh, playoff uh, contender I, slash you know, SEC contender. Yeah, so I, I, I think I think I'll prove that they're going to drop
1: a game here at the end. This may, this may very well uh, be. A yeah, and it, if this had been in College Station, 100, percent I'd be with you. Um, but uh, I'll stick I'll stick with the Rebels. But you know, one of the big reasons, like you said, Max Johnson's been a warrior. That's because he's been getting the crap knocked out of him every week. Um, that's right. I mean, right. there's a reason Connor Wigman's hurt. So uh, eventually, Max Johnson's going to start feeling the feeling the pain. Um, and if they can't protect him, that's going to that's going to really bite him this week. So yeah, and hey, and I'll say this real quick: Pete Golding has done an unbelievable job
0: with Ole Miss defense. So that could be the X factor on Saturday. It could be if they get to him
1: all day. Uh, they won't stand a chance so I mean you're you're right you're dead on yeah you know it's funny Drew we talked about the big game of the week being Alabama LSU but that's a night game in Tuscaloosa because the SEC game of the week is not that one it is Georgia hosting number 14 Missouri just like we thought just like just like we yeah just like we thought Um, hey I, I had Missouri going eight and four this year but yeah, they they're overachieving right now, and I think they're going to get smacked by a wall in this one. Um, give me Georgia by three touchdowns plus.
0: Yeah, this is a good story, and maybe the story of the year coming out of Columbia. And you know, you like to see it, even though you know. Uh, well, we'll just leave those comments about you. you know, really, you like to see it, Drew? Uh, anyway, we'll we'll keep those comments uh, to uh, to uh, to a halt there. But you know, Georgia's too good, and the scary thing about Georgia. Is like we said earlier. They're finding new ways to win. New guys are stepping up. This thing is a well-oiled machine at this point. Carson Beck looks comfortable. Uh, Mizzou has a really good defense, but this game is at Sanford Stadium, and it's going to be yeah. tough. Uh, man, I just and the, I, I the dogs have won nine in a row. Yeah, they're not. It's just like it's Missouri. Know. And I'll I'll just say this. I'll even go this far to say I I think our boy Brady Cook makes some
1: big mistakes in this game. It is a little bit rattled by yeah. the, the environment. So. Totally, totally agree. I, again, Missouri's done a great job of getting the ball to Luther Burden, but Georgia can shut that one down. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna put some heat on on Brady well, Cook. Yeah, and he'll, that's why he'll I was be say. the one cooking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way they can get the ball to Burden or Weese or any of these guys is if he has time. He's not gonna have time.
1: I mean, we yeah. saw what they did to Mertz this weekend. Well, they don't have to respect the you running. Know. I don't think Cody Schrader's gonna gonna yeah. really threaten Georgia, so they can no. really focus on the pass. Not at all. Not at all. Agreed. Okay. All right. Kentucky, Mississippi State, um, you know, kind of an important game for both teams. Mississippi State needs it to one, it's a home game, but they also need it if they're going to get bowl eligible, this would be a huge win for them to get to five and four. Uh, Kentucky, on the other hand, they need to get their season back on track because they've been yeah, they've been on a downward slope for a few weeks now. Um, You know, historically this game should be mississippi state drew the home team has won eight in a row in this matchup so of course i'm going to go the opposite and not only that i'm going to make it a big three bet and take the road team in kentucky
0: yep there's no way i'm not betting
1: anything on
0: on mississippi state right now and i'm kind of surprised by the line to be honest with you i think that's a kind of a shade of disrespect towards kentucky for what's happened the past two or three weeks but Give me Kentucky with the points, and uh, I don't even know if this is going to be a, a game. To be honest with you, uh, Mississippi State, like we said, is just so talent poor, and uh, they don't really have a quarterback. So I don't know how they could win this game, honestly. Yeah. So I, you know, give me, give me the Wildcats. They need this one. Uh, Mark Stoops needs this one, and they get it.
1: Okay. Speaking of needing this one, <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our, wow. Arkansas, Florida, the, the Razorbacks need a win. I, I mean, they, this is still a salvageable season. If you're Arkansas, you could still even get bowl eligible, Drew. I don't mean to, you know, give you false hope, but again, all four of these games down the stretch are winnable games. Even you're at five and three Florida, but the ESPN FPI analytics have this basically as a coin flip game. Maybe the, the, you know, the firing of Danny, Enos cause clearly he was not vibing with those players. Maybe the firing of him is enough to spark Arkansas in this game. I don't think it is. I'm still going to take Florida, but I think this one is real tight. How do you see it?
0: You know, it's uh, yeah, Sam Pittman came out today and said they were basically shedding about 30% of the offense to make it simpler, easier to understand play to their strengths. I mean, I don't know why it took, you know, freaking eight weeks to do that, but right. anyway, here, here we are. And, uh, I think that's a good sign if you're a Razorback fan. Uh, Very secretive in the Razorback camp. Actually, media is not allowed at practice for the first time since like July. So, um, you know, they're doing some new things. Um, I think there's a little bit of excitement. Rocket is back this week in his home state. So, a little bit of extra motivation there uh, from uh, the star running back. I like it. Um, You know, you think about Florida coming off a highly emotional game. They hate Georgia, big rivalry you know, it's not like they looked at the schedule and circled Arkansas, you know. I mean, now they for did sure. make it a, bl- a blackout at 11 a.m. That's sad. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I just – I think this is a hangover game for Florida. Um, I think we're going to see it. I do love the way Graham Mertz is still playing, even despite last week. Um, but you know what? Arkansas back in the corner, and uh, I think they show some life. Uh-huh. And I think they win a uh, He's going to tight it. Paul game. Yeah, and He's then gonna heart, do it. My heart is open for a complete there, just just tear. There's, down. That, just Homer. Tear, there's that, tear. that Homer. There's that Homer. I'll go. That. I'll go as far to say this, Jordan. If Arkansas loses this game, I, I don't think Sam Pittman's here next year. So I okay. because I think if he wins this game, you just said it. I think they begin a bowling ball effect. I think they start to win some games. They may not. They may lose one of them and not make it. They may may end right. up you know five and seven or whatever. But at least you can sit there and say, you know what? We won the majority of our games on the way out. We're, we're, yeah. we're on the right track.
1: You know, so okay.
0: I think that's where we are. Gigantic game. Gigantic. Game.
1: Well, I'm not, I don't think we have any desire to get into Tennessee, UConn. Um, the Vols are favored by 36 in that one. Sure. Uh, similar, I mean, South Carolina playing Jacksonville State, where South Carolina is only a 15 and a half point yeah. favorite. But they, yeah. you know, they, they, it's a get right week for them. They need to get their win. And, Start figuring out how they, how they even yeah. get close to bowl eligible. Jordan, I'm telling you though,
0: and, and I'm not going to spend too much time on that game. That is that's a scary game. Jacksonville State's not bad. Watched them multiple times this year because they're the they're the uh, ultimate <laughs> Tuesday night game, right? Um, but they're seven and two, and they're not a bad team. Okay. And so no, they're a
1: solid team. I just for yeah. once, I think South Carolina's O line will match up fine, and yeah. I think that that makes all the difference in the world. Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. But anyway. Us wrap wins. up the SEC with uh, Auburn, Vandy. You know, I think obviously Auburn wins this, wins this fairly easily, and again makes them five and four, where they're only going to need one more to get bowl eligible. And I think that's got to be their goal at this point. Um, so I, but I've got War Eagle.
0: Take those Tigers. Yeah, you listen. You do not want to uh, play. These Auburn, are the Tigers. These think. are not the you Tigers. Know. Excuse don't me, the Tigers. The tigers. Hey,
1: you the, know who the Tigers are? The, the, t- the Tigers. Are. T- the tigers. Uh, there you, go. you
0: know, I think they get them a, uh, get them a W here and they've got a lot more to
1: play for than the Belt. Okay. All right. So speaking of uh, trying to figure out who has something to play for, we got, we got a couple of them in the big 12. <laughs> yes, we do. Baylor, Baylor's hosting Houston. I, I, I'm going to take Baylor in this one. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but you know. If Baylor's gonna get remotely on track to maybe get to a, a bowl game, they have to win this game. And so I think I think Blake Shapin gets it done at home. You know, again, it's an afternoon game. They they need this one.
0: Yeah. No, uh, Houston beats them. I'm telling you, this is oh, I'm man. I'm I'm riding the I'm riding the train of, of Baylor just, just firing David Rind on your own. Ca- just completely tanking here. And uh, I think there's zero motivation. Playing, playing for the draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't know, man. The, the fans will be they'll be swimming in the river after this one, man. They're they're gonna be they're they're gonna be upset. It's gonna be tough. So give me give me the uh, the Cougars. Give me the Cougars. Okay.
1: The ugly, um,
0: ugly game. Ugly game.
1: One I almost I almost passed up. Um, we actually do get a Thursday night game this week, which will be nice. TCU at Texas Tech. Red Raiders are favored by three, and I I, I think they cover. I think. Tech's starting to look a little bit better. Um, I don't know. They're they're nowhere near what I was hoping for for this year. I thought they'd be a lot better than they are. TCU, on the other hand, seems to be trending the other direction. And I don't think I don't think Chandler Morris is necessarily going to be back yet. So I got Tech in this one. Yep, give me Tech. I like Tech. I I don't want anything to do with TCU right now. Uh, just just ugly.
0: And really inconsistent is probably the better word.
1: Yeah, agreed. All right, UCF Cincinnati, one of them has to pick up their first Big Twelve conference win in this game. Uh, they're both zero and five currently, and star quarterback back. UCF's offense still looked good. I think this was one that they they finally get that win. Yeah, I, I've had this one circled for a while. Been excited about it. So, um,
0: <laughs> just kidding. Just okay. kidding. Okay. Okay. Um, I- yeah, take UCF, man. I
1: mean, you know this. Cincinnati is not a good football team right now, so take, no.
0: take UCF.
1: Yeah, and, and that's another one I honestly had circled as a big three bet. I, I like UCF minus four and a half. I didn't put it on there because my, my third one was actually K-State plus five against Texas, um, but I, I like UCF a lot there as well, so feel free to throw that one in there. Uh, we'll wrap up. West Virginia is a 10-point favorite at home against BYU. Uh, I I definitely I pick best, I'm picking West Virginia to win. I think I might have West Virginia covering. I, I think BYU is trending the wrong direction right now, um, and struggling to get things going on offense. And West Virginia's defense can can definitely make that harder. So I got the Mountaineers. Man,
0: you know, give give me those. Where's this game at? Hold on, real quick. Let's let's let's. It's see. in Morgantown. It's in Morgantown, which I, you know Morgantown's. A it's a night game nice at night. It's yeah. a tough place to play at night, and uh, it's going to be probably freaking cold and uh, true Mountaineer-type weather. And uh, we, we ain't betting against them. We're, hey, we're on the Neil Brown train. This, this pod is, is on the Neil Brown train. So, give me give me those Mountaineers. get, a, get there you eligible. go. Bo eligible. Bo eligible. All, eligible.
1: Eligible. All right. Well, we'll wrap up. Again, just going back to my big three bets. Kentucky minus three at Mississippi State. Iowa State minus two and a half versus Kansas. And K State plus five at Texas, so that's the bet. Hopefully, I keep the winning ways going this this week. Um, you know, we tried to keep this one a little bit shorter for you guys on the pod, but we appreciate everybody listening. And hopefully, the uh, the Halloween holiday is a good one for everybody out there listening.
0: Hey, I'll tell you what, I last weekend made me sleepwalk a little bit through uh, through the college football uh, schedule, but this week. Will definitely make you uh, make you love it, and uh, so many good games. Enjoy it, have a great Halloween, and uh, we'll see you. See you next week.